Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello. Is this thing on? Oh, classic. Thank you. Funny joke to Welcome do there. Welcome back, y'all. It's nice. Donna and Steve. On my talk 1071, we are everything entertainment. Give me a beat. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. And Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This is the beat. Adele led the winners at last night's Brit Awards 2022. She took home three. And let's see, she picked up Artist of the Year, Album of the Year for 30, and Song of the Year for... Go easy. Oh my gosh. Oh my good lord. Like somebody was trying easy to, like me. an old transistor radio trying to find a station. Oh my gosh. She won for Song of the Year for Easy on Me. <laughs> you know, a game that I would like to play with you someday? No. Just have you sing a song. You know, there's Name That Tune, sort of a reverse of that, because DJ Rock Lobster, you could help me with this someday. Donna's, she's sort of joking there, but when she tries to do the melody to a song, it never, almost never comes out correct. And it's always sort of close, but definitely wrong. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I I like how I hear it in my head. I can't get it to come out that way unless the song is playing. But you do always nail ding dang diggly do. Thank you. But that's ding dang diggly do. That's because she wrote it. It's other people's material that she struggles struggles to recall. That is accurate. Here are the winners. Artist of the year again went to Adele. She was up against Dave, Ed Sheeran. Oh, Dave is that British Little rapper. Sims and Sam Fender. Best group went to Coldplay. I like them. Um, ba, 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 easy on me. I already told you that. Wow. You know how many songs were in that category? How many? Nominated. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fourteen. That's a lot for an award show. That's I mean, too many. Ten best pictures seems like too many. I yeah. agree. Dave did win for Dave. best hip hop. Yeah, uh, he, he was on that Ed Sheeran song years ago. That's how we got to know Dave. Yep, we love Dave. We like Dave. Uh, who else? Dua Lipa won for best pop R and B act. International artist went to Billie Eilish. Uh, international group went to Silk Sonic, Bruno Mars. Um, was Adele there? Did she in fact show she up? She was, and okay. you know what? 
She had a huge diamond ring on her finger, her left finger. Oh. So everyone's talking about the possibility that Adele got engaged. Very exciting. Huh. I hope it's true. Okay. Who do you think got songwriter of the year? Go. Um, I think that that went to Chris Stapleton. No, it did not. Ed Sheeran. That's Lin Manuel right. Miranda. These are Brit awards. Oh, that means British people. Wow, it's <laughs> a little exclusive, don't you think? Well, Billie Eilish took international artist. Oh, okay, because she's not British. But I guess it, we have the American Music Awards. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I guess I never noticed that a British person never won an American Music Award. But I guess that's the case. Is that really the thing? I, I well, it so. is with the Brit Awards, or that's what it's sounding like. I, is that the case with the American Music Awards, or is it just these are the songs and artists that were big in America, not these are the American-born? I never that would feel a bit ethnocentristic. Let's take a look at last year's. Anybody Winners. impressed with that word? Not at all. Thank you. No, because BTS won last year, so you are totally wrong. All right. Goodbye. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Hey, it's like a Friday around here. Um, remember, remember, I was telling you guys about how big that song "We Don't Talk About Bruno" yeah was yeah. So it ended up; it was slowly climbing the charts over the last couple of weeks. There have been articles written about the song from the animated movie Encanto, and it was number four at one point, which tied "Can You Feel the Love Tonight" from Lion King, the Elton John song, and it had become the the uh, highest charting Disney song in 25 years. Frozen's Let It Go, for reference, about five months after that movie was released, Frozen uh, Let It Go by Edina Menzel or Adele Dazim peaked at number four. And then Encanto had only been out for two months and Bruno had already gotten up to number four. Well, then about a week or so later, it went to number one on the Billboard Hot 100. The only other time that a Disney movie a Disney animated movie has achieved that feat was with the 1991 movie Aladdin, A Whole New World, went to number one. Hmm. Um, so it is just really doing bang-up business. Lin-Manuel Miranda, of course, of Hamilton fame, wrote a lot of the music in this, and uh, it was very fun. So I wanted you to listen to a little bit of it, Donna, so that you know, because people will just reference it now. So, hey, Rocco, let's play like around sure. 30 seconds from the top, and then we'll skate forward to toward the end so you can hear a little bit of the, the, the climax of the song. But here is the song, and if you've never heard of it and have been living under a rock or just don't have kids in your home, Here's We Don't Talk About Bruno. The bass line in the back just welcomes you in to the song. They're all talking about this character, Bruno, who they think has cursed them in various forms. By the very end of the song, uh, it all picks up, and it's like just this comes to this big crescendo, and it's just a very fun song. But again, Lin-Manuel Miranda did not submit that song for a best original song at the Oscars because he didn't feel that it encapsulated what the film is all about. Mm. I wonder, though, I if like he it. had, if that song uh, could have had a chance to win. It's so I find this so weird because Let It Go was gigantic. Right. And this song just feels like, yeah, it's all right. I mean, nobody's talking about Encanto. It seemed like you couldn't go anywhere without seeing a girl dressed up as Frozen for about 10 years there. That's true. Yeah, but, but again, Frozen a- got there five months after its release is when it really boomed. And this song, this movie's only been out yeah. for two months, and it's already done better on the charts than Let It Go ever did. Now, Let It Go had this huge, obviously, the chorus, the crescendo of the chorus was like earwormy, but... 
Bruno, for me, having um, a whole batch of youngsters, this song is on all the time in the basement. Uh, the kids know all the words to it. Their friends know it. I think it's uh, it's a... Uh, and I just saw somebody post, Kelly Hansen from Twin Cities Live posted, is anyone else being bombarded with Bruno from, from Encanto See that? right Maybe now? Maybe you need to have well, little girls. And the thing is, I think I'm rooting against this song because I have wow. a child named Bruno. That is true. Oh, that's I fair. Want, you know, it's like, I don't, you know, if you have a daughter named Karen, you're probably just cringing. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, oh no, now my no, th- child's name has been compromised. They came out with Women's Viagra a few years ago. This is true. And the uh, the over the counter sort of name for it was Addy, and I was furious. I was like, "You <laughs> jerks! Why would you do this?" Oh, you guys! I understand. How do you, you think Rocco. you know everyone named Alexa feels? Oh right. Oh yeah. Or Siri. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of series out there. We gotta go. Bye. Well, let's take a break. Bye now. Uh, we will return, which is very exciting. There's a guy on YouTube who does big giveaways and is now giving away a chocolate factory. Willy Wonka style. Uh, Donna will tell us about that. Also, you heard about that McDonald's hacks menu, mm-hmm. weird menu mashups. Someone actually tried them and took real pictures of them. I'll tell you what they thought when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on my talk. Oh, you know, I love being a dad, but between work work and kid work, it can be a little difficult to get a workout in. Well, Steve, I've got great news for you and all the other parents out there. The Y offers free child care with a family or dual membership. What? Yeah, you work out while your kids do fun activities and make new friends. Join the Y by February 28th and get $10 enrollment with 25% off dues through April. Join at ymcanorth.org. You said it, Donna. I'm on it. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. You're listening to the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Oh, this sounds so fun. I don't know anything about this guy, Steve, so you're going to have to enlighten me. This is a YouTuber, I guess. His name is Mr. Beast. Yep, Mr. Beast. One word. Oh, does he make the hamburgers? Is there like a Mr. Beast hamburgers thing? I don't... It sounds familiar. Thing. Mm. so. Well, he, maybe because he just came out with his own chocolate yeah, Mr. bar. Mr. Beast burgers. They, op- they kind of open up like pop-up burger places. Oh. Really? Yeah, my kid talked to me about that. Wow. Bruno. We do talk about Bruno. <laughs> okay, all right, okay, all right. We realize why Rocco hates the song, okay. I do like the name Bruno a lot. Oh, thanks. Yeah. It's a great it's name. It's no Rocco, but it's very right. close. Well, thing. you've got Rocco's Modern Life and now Bruno from Encanto. And we get mixed up so much. In fact, just this morning on a text with uh, a dad from school, he's like, yeah, we'll pick up Rocco today. And I'm like, okay. okay. <laughs> I'm Rocco. He's Bruno. Mm-hmm. Is uh, Bruno named after the butt doctor? <laughs> no. Donna. Uh, that, he's Julius. That's my middle name. Oh. Oh, that's so fun. What's your wife's name? Does she have a name that is famous in animated film history? Um, Well, she's the Meg, the Megalodon. Uh, oh, sure. Shark, taste dark shark. Wow. Interesting. Okay, <laughs> um, here's a fun fact about Julius. Okay. Growing up, my grandfather called all of us either Julius or Julia. He Every oh. kid, and you know, every grandkid was... Why? I don't know. I never knew. He would just be like, hey, Julia, come here a second. <laughs> like, oh. okay, it's Donna, but that's fine. Where's Julius? I'm like, he's in the house. <laughs> I'm like, it's true, but whatever. Anyway, that's not why you called. Here's the deal. The YouTuber Mr. Beast just came out with his own chocolate bar. 
It's a it's a chocolate bar brand, and he is going to celebrate by doing a sweepstakes that's very Willy Wonka inspired. He said 10 random bars are going to have a mystery ticket in them, and then he will fly those 10 people out to compete for a chocolate factory in a video. So Uh, I guess they'll compete in a video for the chocolate factory? Yeah, that sounds great. Each bar contains a QR code that can be redeemed to win other prizes, like a Tesla, Sea-Doo jet skis, headphones, a gaming computer, cash. Damn! How much yeah. money does this guy make? So this guy is has like does aggressive philanthropy on YouTube, and he hasn't even been around that long. I mean, he started doing stuff in 2018, and he gave ten thousand dollars to a homeless man, and that was his video number one. And I believe he got that money from a company who was sponsoring the video. And he was like, hey, I think this might be able to go viral. Here's what we do. You pony up the money. I handle everything else. And they do that. Huh. And now he's got a bunch of companies that step up and help him do these incredible, big, over-the-top giveaways to the point where you're watching it like, Does this really, is this real? But then you got money, people who are ponying up. Some people think that just from the views alone, forget about the sponsorships and the partnerships that he has with companies, who he is most assuredly getting some of that money as well, you know, if... If you've got, let's say, Honey is one of the companies that he works with. If they say, yeah, we could give you $40,000 to give away, I'm sure there's another 40000 on top or 20000 on top for just the promotional that they are getting. Some estimations think this guy, Mr. Beast, could be earning as much as $40,000 per day from his YouTube content just on views alone. And he wow. does all sorts of things. In fact, he recreated Squid Games. Instead, he wanted to do a real-life Squid Games, and I think the winner was going to get like $450,000 or something like that. So he does all sorts of crazy, wow. over-the-top things, gets companies to partner with him. He gets tons of views. Donna, could you imagine making forty grand a day? Uh, no. Wouldn't that be fun? That That's would like be great. $15 million a year is what that uh, comes out to. Wow. So, yeah, he's he'll, he'll really do this. Let's see. Um... Okay, so the uh, the Squid Game video that he did, $456,000 Squid Game in real life, and they built the set and everything, recreated 216 million views. Holy cow. Yep, that's how many it's got. Wow-wee. So he's doing... He's doing good. Well, these candy fine. bars, I don't know where you get them. Where do you, where do you find them? They come, they, I guess they come in original chocolate, almond chocolate, uh, quinoa crunch. Okay, they're sold online in packs of 10 for 30 and an 18-pack variety for 50. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. We're in store at Walmart. Okay. Okay. Uh, Donna, thank you for your service. You're welcome. To this station. Um, I said, you remember the McDonald's menu hacks that I was telling you about a couple of weeks ago? It's only on the McDonald's app. And essentially, it allows you to order some creations that people had online of like, what if a McDonald's sandwich had this? Or what if it looked like this instead? And then McDonald's said, hey, sure, we'll do this. And it's been getting a lot of traction. A lot of people have been talking about it. I will link up on the Don and Steve show links page to an article of a food uh, blogger who tried them all. But perhaps even better, you get real pictures of what the menu hacks look like. Not the staged photos for a commercial when everything looks so beautiful, but just kind of the sloppy things like the surf and turf that has <laughs> a Big Mac bun, and then it's got a chicken sandwich, and then it's got a burger patty, and then it's got another bun, and then it's got a filet fish and then a burger patty, and then another bun. They've got the real picture of what that looks like. Even one of their breakfast sandwiches, a sausage McMuffin that has a hash brown right on top inside of the sandwich. So it goes English muffin, hash brown, egg, sausage, cheese, English muffin, which they say, by the way, adds a nice bit of crunch, a lot of starch as well. They think you should be putting ketchup or hot sauce on it just to differ up the taste profile that you will get from this. Um, but hey, people are still talking about it. it is, it's uh, apparently doing well for McDonald's. They've got the hash brown McMuffin, the crunchy double double cheeseburger, plus a six piece chicken McNugget on it. Oh no! Yes, you just see a bunch of nuggets on the bun, and then the burger, and then the top of the bun. Uh, you got the surf and turf, which is double cheeseburger and the filet fish, and then that land, air, and sea sandwich is a Big Mac filet fish and McChicken. I'll link it up so you can see the pictures for yourself if you're thinking about buying them. Plus, they've got reviews there, too. We will play a game now. Yeah. You can play with us. Call now, 651-641-1071, 651-641-1071. The game, the College of Pop Culture Knowledge, the topic revealed after the break. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Appreciate you guys listening to the Donna and Steve experience on my talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Are you ready? Let's do it. It's time to go to college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host. DJ Rock Lobster. Lobster. I want to see how smart you are. I want to see how smart you are. How was that melody? Um, real nice. bad. Whoa. <laughs> um, it is National Pizza Day. You guys probably knew that. Yeah, we, we probably did. talked about it the whole 9 o'clock hour. We yeah, that, we led with it. Pizza. <laughs> no, it was the 9 a.m. dirt alert. Full right. three minutes of this. Um, so I dug up um, three questions about uh, pizza and pop culture. And in fact, they all are from 80s movies. Okay, okay. And here to play along is 80s movie pizza superfan Gretchen. Woo! Gretchen! Woo! Hey, you crazy kid. <laughs> How are you today? Good. I'm great. Good. Yeah. How what are you, you guys? Gretchen, yeah, thanks yeah, for asking. asking. You know, really good. Not bad. Um, good. You should teach a stretch class, and the t-shirt would say, Gretchen, be stretching. 
Hey, that was one of my nicknames, too. Is that Ooh. right? Yeah. Stretch. Hey, oh. cool it, Rocco. Okay. Uh, Gretchen, what are you doing after this game today? Like, what's next on your agenda? I'm going to go and uh, play with my grandsons. Oh, what a day. Ain't, ain't life yeah. good? That's great. It's the best. Are you going to serve him pizza? Because it's National Pizza Day! Pizza for... Yes. Okay, good. We're making our own. Oh, I like it. All right, well, who do you think knows more about 80s movies featuring pizza, Donna or Steven? I'm going to have to go with Donna. Yeah! I think Woo! So. All right, well, I'm going to be here, and I love you guys. All right, bye. Bye now. You're nice, too. Okay. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to put Gretchen down on hold. She does have a chance to win a T-shirt. I'm just looking at the list there. Okay. Um, Donna, Mm -hmm. I'm going to start with this one. I'm looking for the actor. Oh, no. What actor ordered a pizza to his character's history class in the 1982 movie Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Sean Penn. What 1989 Spike Lee movie is centered around Danny Aiello's pizzeria, known oh. as Sal's Famous? Oh, gosh. This is the one in New York. Uh, it's uh, It stumped me the last time. Oh, my God. It's... Uh, d- 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 I'll pass for now. What In what 1988 movie about a Connecticut pizza parlor did Julia Roberts make her film breakthrough? Uh, Mystic Pizza. Okay. The boys, uh, boys in the Hood? Boys in the Hood. No, that's not right. Is it Boys in the Hood? It's... Oh, my God. Maybe Gretchen. I've seen this movie like four times. Gretchen. Gretchen's a grandma. She was probably around in 1989 watching Spike Lee movies. Yes. No, I wasn't. Uh, (laughs) God, it's like, you know, it's the Italians and the blacks and the neighborhood in Brooklyn. and. All oh, that is true. Dang, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Aiello. Oh, Daniel Aiello. It was oh. his boss. Oh, okay. Well, All right. You got, you got, how do you feel about the other two, Sean Penn and Mystic Pizza? I'm with you on those for sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's let's hope uh, let's hope those are right. All right, All right here I'll comes Steve. Steve. All right. What's okay. on my nerves? All right. All right. All right. Oh, yeah, I forgot I've got the audible version of Matthew McConaughey's new book, Green Lights. Ooh. Need to start listening to that. On the bar turns and the on-ramps and off-ramps. 2017 Ding-la. called it once. It's audible subscription back. Hey, Rocco. <laughs> I had to use up the nine credits that I didn't know I was being billed for, okay? okay. That would be a good one. You do, like, uh, you do like autobiographies by male actors. Just say that. <laughs> Makes me sound like a chauvinistic pig. You well, well yeah, that, you did the Katie Kirk one. That is true. Yes, that is true. Yes, Katie. All right, these are '80s movies uh, featuring pizza. We'll start with this one. I'm looking for the actor. What actor ordered a pizza to his character's history class in the 1982 movie Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Scene pen. What 1989 Spike Lee movie? Is centered around Danny Aiello's pizzeria known as Sal's Famous. Jungle Fever, that's not right. And in what 1988 movie about a Connecticut pizza parlor did Julia Roberts make her film Breakthrough? Cosmic Pizza. Um, crap. What is that? It's not Jungle Fever. I feel like we just referenced this Spike Lee movie like a week ago. Um, all it's gotta give. All it's gotta have. Mm-hmm. 
Dang it. I'm sorry. Right. Well, jungle fever. Yeah, I feel like I do ask about that movie a lot. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll see if Maybe because it falls into many categories. Um, categories. It was a big thing for me. I'm going to maybe play the, the, the theme song here. Uh, it's for not kids. Jungle Fever. No, it's Boys it's, in the it? Hood. Boys. No. Uh, I'll skip ahead to the party. Rosie Perez is in this movie, I believe. Yo, you think it's White Men Can't Jump? No. Yeah, it is uh, Do the Right Thing. Do, do the, the Right, right thing. thing. I said all with and da at the end. Doesn't that count? Hustle da. You no. said what? <laughs> all the snuff. Forget it. Like, you had to be here. I guess. Uh, the first one you both got right, that was Sean Penn. And then Steve almost got it right. Donna did get it right. It was Mystic Pizza. Mm. Oh, Mystic Cosmic pizza. pizza. And you said it so. I know. I know. I just Googled it. There is a Cosmic Pizza in Bozeman, uh, Montana. There's a Galactic Pizza in uh, Minneapolis. But oh, yeah. Mystic Pizza was Julia Roberts' oh, big break. And this is a big thing for Gretchen, who now wins a My Talk t shirt. <laughs> Woo! Oh. Way Woo. to go, girl! Woo! Wow. wow. Boy, Gretchen, you, you sound like you've been shot out of a cannon today. I like you. I like your style. I like your energy, your vibe. Okay, Me until too. there, Gretchen. All right, Gretchen, you're the best. Hang Love on the you. line, okay? Okay. Oh, she's, Gretchen, are you still, still there? there? Leave her alone, I man. I am. Okay, we that thought maybe been, you experienced the fall. You me. went radio know. silent. Oh, Rocco cut you off, so it sounded like you had had a medical episode. <laughs> no. We love you. Oh, we love, I love you guys. You, you give me life. Oh, oh, you're so nice. Okay. You're our baby buddy, boo. <laughs> um, I was going to say, tell that to our boss, but I'd like us to have as little contact as possible with our boss moving <laughs> forward. Did you see? Uh-huh. I sure did. In confidence, I shared a dream that I had the other day mm -hmm. to Don. Don is a dream interpreter. Mm -hmm. And to Donna. And Rocco, you weren't here for this, but it had to do, it was a very weird thing. I'd gotten up in the middle of the night and I was using the toilet, went to pee. And I started missing the toilet. I was doing it in the dark. And you know how you do it by sound, Rocco? I bet you're a sitter in the middle of the night, aren't you? A sitter? Like, middle of the night. He's probably sitting when he goes over here. Like, if you go to use the bathroom in the middle of the night, but you just have to go number one, do you sit down? Uh, no. Okay, so you're okay. So I stand, you stand. You know how you can tell based on the sound how close to the center of the toilet you're getting? Yes. Because it's either direct contact with water or, or not, or now you're on the rim of it. And the worst sound ever is you hear it making contact with the floor. <laughs> so I had a situation the other night in a New York hotel. Sue me. I then go back and fall asleep, dream that I'm in Dan Siemens' office. I have an urge to pee. He's on a call. I stand right beside his desk, and I start to relieve myself right there <laughs> while aiming to try to get it into drawers in his office. He just sent us a picture and said, gross. I've called security. Does anyone know what happened here? And it's a drawer pulled out with what appears to be a stain and then a a, a paper towel that has sopped up some liquid. Oh my gosh, that's good. <laughs> Why don't can he tell us when he's listening? Could that's we be funny. notified ahead of time when he's listening? Doesn't he have a bunch of radio stations he's got to manage all the time? Yeah, he wasn't listening. You know what's funny? Do you ever fear? I told him. I, mean, I just went down the hall and said, "Oh my God, you've got to hear this dream." that Steve had about you. I think I have had dreams where I pee <laughs> wow. in my dream and I do worry that I'm peeing in, peeing in the bed. I have done that. I have peed the bed. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. I know someone else. As a grown-up. Who has done that. Another female broadcaster I know who has done that. Well, now you got to tell us who it is. I won't say her name. Elizabeth? Yep. <laughs> I didn't say her name. The weird part about that dream is that our boss, Dan Seaman, has a private bathroom in his office. In his office. I could have used it. Yeah. Oh, no. He wouldn't let you use it. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> we don't talk about not. Dan's bathroom. No. I tell you, I got the paper First under rule. my arm, a hoagie in one of my hands. Hey, Dan, <laughs> just going to use the John real quick. <laughs> We used to have IT guys, not where I work now, where jobs ago when I worked as an admissions counselor, they would set up shop. It's like, guys, could you not? How about A, you try to do that at home? And B, if you're going to do it here, home. home. Go do it at home, Yins. Oh, With my. Hoogie <laughs> at home. <laughs> You're such a weirdo. I'm just talking. This is my upbringing. You also say filet o fish. What am I supposed to say? I don't know. You really, you really. It's a Pittsburgh thing. I think we go to the home. You get real into the O. They do a rounded, extended vowel sound. Hey, are you just going home now or not? Oh, my. Are you going to get a filet o fish? Filet o, filet o fish. Well, I just just like throw it away, like fillet a fish. Fillet a fillet like fillet-o. It's dash o cookie o push puss, not <laughs> cookie a puss. Oh jeez, yeah, I guess. Anyway, my bad. I'm gonna. These guys would just set up shop, you know, like bring stuff in, newspaper. Like, I'm going in now. Yeah, get their laptop, a hot spot. <laughs> and then their pants are like. On the floor. Honest to God, are they, like, I think they take they them off and so far down. Hang. It's like, yeah. Do we? Need, if I see, let me. Here's a newsflash. <laughs> if I can see your ankle bones, <laughs> your pants are down too low in the bathroom. <laughs> they just don't need to be that way. If you want to do something weird at home, do something weird at home. When you're in a public restroom, we should at best see mid calf. And frankly, I'd say keep them just above the top of your knee if possible. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Yes, I don't want to see that. Why do they have to go down so low? Honestly, they just that's... need to be all loose? Because they, they, these are the people who recline. You know, they, they their back hits the back of the commode. They bring their against own the stool. Tank. They bring their own, like, potty <laughs> thing. What do you call those things? The squatty potty. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Imagine... Why like... is that? I saw Bert going into the bathroom with a stepladder. What do you think he's doing? <laughs> he ordered DoorDash to stall, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. We gotta go. We're gonna <laughs> Jimmy Johns. All right, we gotta go. All right, we're gonna come back though. What do we? What do you want to do? What do you want to do? Oh, when we come back. Oh my gosh, we are gonna enjoy a laugh together. Oh no! There is a classic claymation children's show that is coming back, and I watched an old clip of it this morning, and I used to love this show. And it just got me giggling. Uh, you'll hear for yourself. SNL later did a very funny parody of it as well. Oh, yes. Uh, we'll let you hear all of it when we return. Laughs coming your way. It's Don and Steve on my talk. We are having Friday kind of fun on the Donna and Steve show on my talk. 1071. Where talk is fun. It's real fun. It's real fun. We're having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. Oh, man. So many truths have been yeah. spoken this morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Rocco, by the way, today at 9.15, I believe, we, we gave you a slow jam if you need one oh, for this God. Friday. I already sent him a text. Okay, good. Yeah. Yep. 
And it occurred to us for the first time in real time what was happening. It's occurred to you before. Oh, this is going to be a slow jam. And we realized um, we were talking about when you go to buy caulking at a hardware store. (laughs) It was, we had differing opinions. I will Mm -hmm. say that. Mm -hmm. When I was a child, I used to watch Gumby. There was a time in my life that I was really into Gumby. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Gumby. Gumby had a resurgence in the 80s. It first came out of the 50s and 60s. And it had this uh, resurgence in the 80s. Largely due to Eddie Murphy parodying it on SNL, but I remember, remember there was a guy at church I would who always referenced me watching Gumby. I must have been wearing Gumby T-shirts back then, and he would always reference Gumby. And then of course Gumby had his horse Pokey. Gumby was breakthrough in what they could do for claymation back in the day. Claymation, stop motion, it was really something. And it's. Well, listen, it's coming back. A live-action Gumby is apparently in the works after Fox acquired the rights to it. I don't know what they're going to do with it. I I don't know how they're going to make it live-action, but apparently some form of live-action series or movie will eventually come to be from Gumby. So they're going to see if they can bring Gumby back. They paid money to get the intellectual property and all of it so they could use it across Fox's multiple divisions of their company. So maybe they could update it and it becomes a big hit for kids all over again. So it had it struck a nostalgic chord with me today. You don't expect to see news about Gumby in the year 2022. So then I go to YouTube and I thought, let me find some sound for us to listen to of Gumby. So let me set the scene, and then DJ Rock Lobster can play this for us. Okay. You have Pokey has just Pokey the Red Horse mm-hmm. has just called his pal Gumby over to look inside of the oven because there's a glass uh, look through like we all have on our ovens now, and Pokey has spotted what appears to be a rogue dough ball, just a leftover piece of dough <laughs> in the oven, and the dough ball is trying to entice Pokey and Gumby to come and join him in the oven and so uh here is a little bit of the sound from an original claymation (laughs) version of gumby that piece of bread dough wants us to go inside pokey (laughs) i wouldn't if i were you you afraid of a little piece of dough oh come on pokey pokey (laughs) hiya fellas follow me gumby Then they walk in, they go all the I'm way not through. Scared. I just don't like it. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. It's just great. And it's the old time animation. Hurry up, my friends. Oh, that's the dough ball. Times are times are getting tough in there. Okay, you um, watched this for real? Like you were like, oh, this is really good. Yes. <laughs> and this was before the Eddie Murphy stuff? Or after. So this was. I suppose you. No, you I wouldn't have even after, known about. Right, right. Yeah. 
So Eddie Murphy started parodying it, which after decades of Gumby just sort of being an afterthought, then Gumby started airing again. They started running it on Nickelodeon so that kids in the late 80s, little youngsters like me who would have been like five, six, seven, you got an opportunity to enjoy Gumby all over again. Still look like that. Still look like the 1950s and 60s claymation, but it was our first time seeing it. I just love the... What are you afraid of a little a little fire pokey? I like how he's saying pokey things I never realized before. So then I thought I need to go see this Eddie Murphy sketch, and it was a series of sketches that they did. Here is one where they're trying to reunite Gumby with Pokey. Pokey is late to the appearance. Eddie Murphy comes out as he did as a disgruntled Gumby, and the stage manager is trying to talk him into not bailing on the performance. He's late again, right? He's late again, right? Don't Where is he, damn it? He's gonna be here. Just a few minutes he'll be here. Why am I here? Why am I here? Why am I here working with this no-talent, drunken hypochondriac horse? That nag could not get a job on a merry-go-round. Look, Gumby. Millions of people, they're gonna turn on their sets tomorrow night because they want to see Gumby and Pokey back together again. The great team reunited. Look, I swore I would never work with that lame plug nag again. Look, face it, Gumby. You're having trouble getting Play-Doh commercials. You need this. Let me tell you something, Mr. Smarty Alec. I don't need anybody. I don't need the money. From my residuals, from my old show, I can buy this network. I'm a very rich piece of gum, baby. I'm a very rich piece of gum. So from there, Pokey comes out voiced by Joe Piscopo. Right. And he's just been in the hospital. He's got a heart issue. Here he is, groaning. I hope you haven't started yet, Gumby. I... Oh, How are we supposed I, to start, huh? Uh, well, I got chest pains. I was at the doctor. I feel terrible. Oh, <laughs> and it no just goes on and on and oh, on. Oh, it's so, so stupid. Uh, that's them parodying. And then, it, you know, little did they think, I'm sure, that it would actually cause a full resurgence of fame for right. the show Gumby to the point where it lands on Nickelodeon. But sure enough, it did. And apparently Gumby is coming back to either a small screen or a big screen near us soon as Fox has acquired the rights and plans to do some sort of live action thing with it. We did get an email from Carrie who said, is that what Steve was auditioning for in L.A. about a month or so ago? Don't be coy. <laughs> the new live action Gumby. My hair kind of looks like if you just spray painted it green, I kind of look like the top of Gumby. Wavy, a little too tall. Oh, it's so fun. I did watch it also. I mean, it was even before my time, but I would watch it because my sister loved it. She had a Gumby keychain. She had like a plushie. Yeah, it was very funny. And Gumby called the shots, right? He was Pokey's, like Pokey was his B.I.H., right? Wasn't there a a little boy involved there, too? I think maybe you're thinking of that other claymation about... um, There was was like a religious claymation, right? Like... About a boy that, you know, found Jesus or something. I don't remember. Again, Steve's auditioning. <laughs> yeah, wait, let me get the DVD box set I've got. Oh, my gosh. I'm uh, now I'm searching religious claim, so, claimation. So oh, Davy and Goliath. That's oh, it. it was Davy and yeah, Goliath. Yeah, I remember that's that. what I was thinking of. You're right. Oh, uh, yeah. There. That's, you can watch guys. that on Tubi and Crackle. Oh, boy. <laughs> boy, early Claymation 2, they all really had bug eyes. They all looked like they had had a bout with hard drugs, like cocaine oh, sort of stuff. absolutely. They were like, mm-hmm. oh, God. Yeah.
All right. When we come back, are you real excited for that new Lightyear movie? I very much am. The origin story. There is a full trailer that has been released. We've got that. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Jordan Peele's new movie, too. Um, It's going to be... The full trailer is going to... It's going to air during the Super Bowl. Yeah, but we have a little bit that we can play, too. And Rocco has a partial movie review. (laughs)